0: Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board game. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Hello. Hi. Today we're going to be playing Bonfire, designed by Stefan F- Feld <laughs> of the Castles of Burgundy, Trajan, Bora Bora. We have not played any of these
1: uh, I think the only Stefan fell. So BP and I played Revolution of 1828. Yes. Uh, and we have all played, well, maybe not Kate, uh, but the three of us have played the Castles of Burgundy, the dice game.
2: No, the card game.
1: Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, the card game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So we've played uh, those two.
0: The artist is Dennis Lohausen of the ooh, Terra Mystica, A Feast for Hoden, Quacks of Quidlinburg. I like his stuff. Mm. Uh, it's published in 2020 by Pegasus Spiel. The bonfires are sources of light, energy, and warmth created by the Guardians of Light in order to brighten the cities on otherwise dark planet. The residents of the cities, however, took the bonfires for granted and exploited them for their personal gain. Disappointed, the Guardians of Light retreated and let the bonfires extinguish. The citizens could no longer live in the now dark cities and were forced to leave. You are a group of gnomes living close to the cities and you also need light of the bonfires. Missing it now, you try yourselves to visit the cities and learn how to ignite the bonfires once again. You must visit the guardians of light on their holy islands and ask for tasks to prove your goodwill. For each completed task, they will reignite one extinguished bonfire. Whoever managed to earn the greatest trust from the guardians and manages to brighten their city the most will win the game. The mechanics are market, point to point movement, Set collection, solo solitaire, and tile placement. And the box art, Kate?
3: So it's not really what I would expect when I hear bonfire, (laughs) because bonfire, I think, of a large um, uh, fire, like on a beach somewhere. Um, And instead, we have a rather majestic-looking character in the middle um, and some gnomes on the sides of her. She does not look like a gnome herself. Um, But there's some gnomes on the side uh, Hiding in some shrubbery Shrubbery.
0: Would you say this is a Watercolor?
3: No This does not look like a watercolor There are well defined lines In this
2: And then there's like this very futuristic uh, Almost like castles in the sky Kind of uh, City in the background with big bright Lights
1: Yeah I was trying to tell if it was on like If it was floating or I think it's on like a big pedestal. pedestal
2: Yeah Like a column
0: almost,
1: like a Greek column the
0: top of it. Or those are rockets and it's launching into space. Mm
1: -hmm. Ooh, yeah. Now I am more interested.
0: (laughs) So, uh, based on all this, would you pull it off a shelf?
3: I think I chose this off the list, right? So, I guess I would. Um, I don't think it was the cover that, that drew me in. I think I looked first at the description and I was, uh, the gnomes and all sounded fairly playful, and so that yeah, sounded fun to me.
1: Um, Kiwi? Uh, yeah, I, I think based on the description, I, I would pick it up. But if if I was in a store and knew nothing about this and all I saw was the box cover, I would go right past it. Yeah. Because I- it looks like just generic fantasy, just like it doesn't nothing out about it jumps out at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, BP? BP?
2: Yeah, I mean if we're going based off the description, I think kind of like how I picked Raccoon Tycoon, not based on the box art, <laughs> actually. But I when don't you guys facts
1: get in the way of when me you Star. guys
2: read the description of the different games, that's what I went with. And obviously it was fantastic. Um but yeah, no, this one sounds intriguing. Um not just the gnomes, as Kate had said, but also uh tile placement sounds kind of fun. And the idea of uh of having to do uh, different tasks, right, to uh, get goodwill sounds very interesting. Um, but I also agree with Kiwi, like it is kind of that generic, um, almost sci fi fantasy type artwork. So, uh, yeah, it, it, I, and, and with uh, Kate, that it's kind of a disconnect. You would think with a big bonfire, there might at least be an image of a fire there.
1: I don't know. Every time I hear the name, I just think the the fires of Gondor, the light. Was it the light of Gondor? When you light the when you light the light of Gondor, that's when you need help. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah,
0: bonfire, either a beach or Gondor, is what generally comes yeah. to mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah i I don't like when the name has nothing to do with box art. Yeah, not a fan of the box. Description I like. box art. The description I like. It's not the art style isn't bad. It just doesn't. I don't know. Like you said, it's kind of nothing jumps out and it doesn't have to do with the name of the game. Uh, the description is super interesting. The mechanics kind of lose me because they don't really match the description to me. And it's a Steffenfeld. So I'd probably pass. <laughs> so I would be a no on pick up the game.
1: I, I will say that. I I think I enjoyed Castles of Burgundy, the card game. I think, Eric, you were okay with it. Yeah, BP wasn't a fan, and then neither BP and I were fans of the Revolution of 1828. Right. Yeah, I'm just
0: scared because it's like a name of, like, a Martin Wallace or a Vidal Lacerda of, like, oh, yeah, God, just this is going to be with, complex yeah. and challenging and over my head.
2: Oh, good.
1: Yep. I think it's one of the more complex games that we've played in a while.
2: Oh, good. Well, then how do we think it's played?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Kate, what do you think? Oh, We've no, got think
2: a, a a market.
0: What do you think the market so, is? What do we
3: Well, so, we need to complete tasks? So I'll start by saying we I think we're each going to have our
0: individual city because mm-hmm. it's solo solitaire. Yes. So I think we're all going to be working in our own city to mm-hmm. redo a bonfire.
3: Mm-hmm. We need to please the guardians.
2: Yeah, the tasks come in the market. And so I feel like we're going to have. I mean, there's no bidding mechanic, so I don't know like how we're going to be paying for those, but I feel like the tasks are in the market and then we get those tasks.
0: Is the tile placement like sticks? Each tile is a stick and you got to build your bonfire?
3: <laughs> no, it's not like oh, the God. bonfires are ready this to go. The
1: <laughs> Robinson Caruso, and you have to build the stupid fire in <laughs> oh. the impossible mission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's getting off the island in this game.
3: <laughs> Point-to-point movement sounds like a Pretty basic mechanic that is in most games. Is yeah, point to point is to just there? like there's okay. a
0: grid and you can move from point A to point B. Okay. Um,
2: to collect your sticks. Mm-hmm.
0: Point to point is to clarify that it is not dice roll movement I for see. BP. Uh,
2: and then set collection. You want to collect the most sticks so you can have the best bonfire mm-hmm. there.
0: Right. What like what is set collection of sticks? So is it different wood? Like you got you can't match your uh your maple with your oak.
2: Oh, yeah, because that uh, would create weird fires. And and you definitely, you know, e- eucalyptus will burn differently, yeah. Right.
0: And apple will give a sweet flavor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, a, uh, nice uh, a nice smell. And sp-
0: <laughs> after smell. <laughs>
2: There we go. That's how you play. Yeah,
0: I think we got this one. We <laughs> nailed that for 4.5 complexity in three words. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: <laughs> Collect sticks it. to build fire.
1: Copywriters, right. yeah. here we come. History, okay.
0: history of gnomes building bonfires from the eternal guardians of light.
2: <laughs> well, actually, some of what I thought just hearing the name really does fit. And so um, when I heard the name, of course, like I was like, well, you could either go like early control of fire, which is kind of boring, right? I mean, that's as old as like... Actually, fire. older than humans. Well, it, yeah, I mean, at yeah. least as old as fire, and and older than uh, Homo sapiens. So, uh, but the idea of bonfires, uh, what I had first thought of was the midsummer night fires in Finland. Um, but then I got a little bit curious. So, kind of threefold. So, the early control of fire by, of course, early humans. Again, obviously, uh, it has been around. In fact, the
1: old like Prometheus, didn't he bring <laughs> fire to humans?
2: I mean, and if you believe was, and
1: that's why I was punished, if you believe Greek mythology and who doesn't
2: <laughs> me. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, 300,000 years ago is the earliest uh, known uh, Flint that they have found so far. Um found in Morocco. So modern day Morocco, obviously. So kind of interesting, uh, you know, and obviously Paleolithic peoples used fires a lot to even help control the natural environment that they were hunting and foraging in. It wasn't just like they happenstance or even just, you know, lived off of what grew wildly. They very much were into forest management and things like that. But then the history of bonfires themselves, normally what we think of as bonfires really stems from the Middle English and and the medieval period. And it was kind of interesting because according to Webster's uh, dictionary, they updated the etymology of the word in 18, oh God, 1890. Yeah, 1890, uh, because apparently the 1755 version of the dictionary had the etymology incorrect. And so they updated it in 1890. Uh, and it stems from the Middle English bone fire, literally meaning fire of bones. Uh. Yeah, got dark real fast. Um so it's kind of interesting. Um, and then throughout the medieval period, especially, it would become affiliated with various saints' days, which then brings me to uh, what was going on in um, Finland. And so it's still a big practice in Finland. Uh, in midsummer nights, they have huge bonfires, like, you know, either along. Right, the ocean, rivers, lakes, even sometimes inside cities, uh, they'll have like, or well, like outside the city, like not like in in town. Although maybe like sometimes if there's a big public square, obviously Guy Fawkes Day is another big.
1: It's my favorite one.
2: <laughs> it is uh, another big uh, day for bonfires, but the Finland ones started actually before uh, Christianity. And they were uh, marked, though, around the same time as Midsummer's Night. uh, And they were originally called... The festival was originally called Ukon... I'm going to totally butcher this, probably. Ukon Yula Uku's Celebration. And Uku was apparently the Finnish god of the god of sky. Hmm. So not Prometheus, but a different mythological uh, god. And uh, basically... It, the celebration was for fertility, right, summer harvest, um, all of that. And Midsummer Night Festivals have continued that association with fertility and then the bonfire. But once, right, uh, everything was Christianized as you uh, if you've ever read the letters of, oh, gosh, what, who? Pope Gregory the Great. He basically told some of the early missionaries to the northern countries to just uh take the temples cleanse them and basically like the same with holidays take them cleanse them make them basically christian so the the festival to the goddess guy became the festival of saint john the baptist and so now it's called like uh you UN, won't festival so
1: i was thinking back to the number of times that i've often picked up the letters of popes to read, <laughs> just to
2: yeah. I mean, they they can be quite interesting. By the way,
1: I, I bet. <laughs> I bet
2: they've said all kinds of things to different people.
1: I was over here busy looking up the story of Prometheus. There's a there's a
0: bird called the black kite that sets shit on fire.
1: What? No.
0: They like take they take burning sticks and like set things on fire.
1: They th- oh, they think oh the Great gosh. Chicago was- Fire was caused by a squirrel.
0: I don't think it was intentional, though. I think that was yeah, not intentional. Yeah, (laughs) it's
1: a maniacal, bloodthirsty squirrel (laughs) with a lighter. Uh, Okay, so uh, do you guys want to know how to play? Uh, As we established, we are gnomes, and we are traveling to find the guardians in order to reignite the bonfires once again. They have apparently retreated to Sacred Island, so we must travel there and humble ourselves by asking for their help. We will complete tasks to get novices onto the High Council. The game is triggered when a player count-driven number of novices is promoted to the council. So for our game, it will be 13. The player with the most points is the winner. The first player is randomly chosen with the face-down tiles that are part of our player boards. Maybe the last to travel to an island? Uh, Shortest player, you know, because we're gnomes.
3: That's me. I
1: think you're the shortest, I think Kate is the shortest, yeah. Uh, All right, so we'll let Kate go first, because she's the most gnomish of all of us. Okay, so uh, on your turn, you get to choose from one of three options. So you can place a fate tile into your fate area and gain action tiles. Uh, So if you have one or fewer action tiles in your supply, you can take the top or bottom fate tile from your supply and put it on your player board, which is going to be like a little uh, square grid. They have to be orthogonally adjacent to at least one other tile. They and doesn't protrude off the edge and doesn't cover up another tile. And you get the action tiles shown on that tile. So they will have they will each have three different actions on the tile. Uh, and then if you place it and it's adjacent to a matching symbol, you will gain additional uh, actions of that type then uh so your next option is you can perform an action by using one type of action tile so the green tiles let you build a path and those paths will let your guardians uh follow along during their procession so it's one tile for the first three so one each for the first three and then when you build your fourth fifth and sixth it is two tiles uh per uh road path. Uh, The blue ones uh, let you move your ship to different islands to retrieve guardians or receive tasks. If it's your first move of the game, it costs one and you can move to any island on the map. After that, it's one tile to move to a neighboring island, two tiles to move again to a neighboring island, and if you pay three tiles, you can move to any island. Uh, and then there's typically an action on that island. Uh, so you can immediately do that action as long as, and then you pay the normal costs. Uh, you can, for the red tiles, you can receive a task by paying the action costs based on your previous offerings at the island. So it's one, two, or three tiles for... Uh, zero, one, or two previous offerings. Next, pay the resource cost shown on the island and then one of the two visible offering tiles from your supply. Finally, replace the task tile with that offering tile and put the task tile on your player board. Uh, White is retrieve a guardian. So if you're at an island with a guardian color you don't have on your player board, you're going to play pay one tile and put it on your start path tile you can then pay one or more action tiles to advance all your guardians forward one path block the path tile must already be built uh, and there can only be one guardian per tile except for the start tile and you can choose to stop and gain the resource from the tiles a guardian lands on or they can move to an adjacent bonfire for end of game scoring Uh, Purple, you can use the Great Bonfire. Uh, It can provide resources, action tiles, or portals. On your first use of it, it costs one tile to move it to any space. It's like a little dial, and you're going to turn it, and then it'll give you options. After that, it's one, two, three tiles to move the bonfire clockwise, one, two, or any space. You then get to choose two of the three available options. And then finally, you can recruit a gnome. So gnomes provide permanent abilities, those are called specialists or extra points at the end of the game, and those are called elders. You can pay with two action tiles and a resource depicted on the gnome or one tile and two of the resource depicted. So that's your second option doing one of those actions. And then uh, you can, for your third action you, option, you can ignite a bonfire and send a novice to the high council. So flip over one of the tasks that you have met the condition on, that bonfire is then lit. Take the novice next to the bonfire and place it on one of the high eight, uh, eight high council spaces where that color is not currently, and then gain a bonus depicted on the chosen space. Bonus action, if you've completed one of the common tasks at the center of the game board, you can move a neutral novice to the high council and gain the bonus as described. All right, when the last novice joins the high council, there are five turns remaining. There are five tokens numbered five to one. When the start player takes a turn, they will pass the highest value to the next player who will continue to pass it as they finish their turn. A player can choose to take their turn or end uh, their game basically and earn the number of points listed on the token, in which case they are done for the game and do not take part in further rounds. Once the one tile makes it back to the start player uh, or is taken, the game is over. Players will gain points from the following places. Points listed on bonfires. Guardians are worth points based on the value of the bonfire they are adjacent to. Uh, Two points per portal adjacent to a bonfire. Two points per path with a crystal that is the same color as an adjacent bonfire. Four points for each common task. Three points for each fate tile left in a personal supply. And finally, one point for every two action tiles are resources. The player with the most points is the winner, and the tie goes to the player who has lit the most bonfires.
2: Let's play? Yeah.
0: We just finished a game of Bonfire. To recap, BP had 45 path points. Kiwi had 46 fate points. Kate had 50... Portal points, and uh, I also had fifty portal points, but I won with the tiebreaker with fifty bonfire points. Uh, my strategy was to um, get tasks to, to, to build bonfires and build bonfires, and then put put people on the thing.
1: So everybody's task, mm-hmm. yeah, or everybody. But strategy. I did it
0: faster. I had, I think, when we got when I triggered end game, I had like five bonfires. I think everyone else had like two or three and then everyone else got them shortly after in the closing rounds, I guess. So I don't know. Kate, where's your strategy?
3: I have no idea. Um, okay. So early on, we're advised to get specialists. So I got a specialist and I thought that was going to give me some guidance.
0: Yeah, that didn't really. It
3: didn't. Um I mean, I had a good one for using the big bonfire. So I was like, I'm going to use the big, big bonfire whenever I can. Um, also, I guess the the portals towards the end there, because there was both a task with the portal and then I got an elder with the portal. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I had no strategy. Yeah. And no idea what I was doing most of the game
1: uh i was trying to just go for tasks that i either had or thought i could do yeah and that's what i did and i didn't get any elders i felt like maybe i should have because you guys jumped up pretty pretty quick with all those elders yeah i got them in like the last two rounds so yeah and i needed to do other stuff and i didn't have the way the means to do it
2: yeah yeah no i was kind of along uh Kate, where right, it said like get specialists early on, so I thought I did, and then I feel like, yeah, it did not. I don't know if they paid off as well, although Kiwi apparently had one that like got him some mad points, but um, yeah, they seem
0: hit or miss. Kiwi's for a elders or for which ones your specialists, your ability oh, yeah. to put portals anywhere,
1: yeah. The, the putting portals anywhere really helped, and then I never used it, but being able to put my novices wherever I wanted to on mm. the council. And then towards the end, I got one where I could do a fate tile with three or fewer action Mm -hmm. tokens, which I needed in order to get the boots I needed to finish up my last couple tasks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Other than that, I just like whatever I had to play, I tried to play. And so I'm surprised I was uh, as close to points as as I got. It must have been those elders.
1: Mm -hmm. Elders helped you a lot.
0: So the theme, did we feel like we were gnomes building a bonfire to reignite the something with the guardians of the islands that wanted to proceed through our city to bonfire town?
1: I was doing a lot of pick up and deliver. That's what I felt like.
2: Mm, good mechanic there. Mm-hmm.
1: Even though you weren't really picking up, but it was like I, you had to get resources in order to. No, the answer is no. I did not feel like I was a gnome getting bonfires to bonfire things
2: or like getting in their good graces.
1: Yeah. That, yeah. I didn't feel like I was humbling myself to anybody.
2: No, no,
1: no. No. Uh,
3: Yeah. I was excited about the theme. That's probably why when I read the description, I was like, Oh, this sounds fun. Um, But no, I, I don't know. And maybe if I played it some more because I was not really sure. What most of the things were so like that you know like if you're not sure what the action is then so it's hard to connect it with the theme i guess i don't know
0: if i've ever played a game where i played it more and i felt the theme i feel like it either <laughs> is there or not yeah. i can't think of a game where it's like i feel like the theme has really hit home on play five
1: <laughs> yeah it's not like a movie where you, lo- you watch it once you're like oh, i don't get this and then you watch it again you're like oh <laughs> yeah. this
0: is why <laughs> even the bonfire in the well which goes to table presence I was gonna say even the bonfire the big great bonfire didn't even look like a fire yeah, yeah. well
2: it goes back to the box art then too
0: yeah uh BP what, what about table presence yeah. jump out at you uh
2: okay so this is what jumped out at me the very first time I saw it I was like holy moly. Like there is so, so much going on. Like, I feel like, you know, our thing with table presence is if you saw this, would you stop and look? And no, my answer is no. I would walk on by because I'm like, that looks it's complex like there. And there's nothing really like I mean, the gnome cards are kind of cute, but like there's.
1: Do you remember the first time we looked at the board for Feast of Odin when we played that?
2: Uh, it was the same
1: thing. S-
0: same designer difference is this just looks there's like you said there's really no there's a little map but then the crazy bonfire but it looks looks like all like symbols and stuff Mm -hmm. it doesn't look like i i have to go back and look at a feast for odin but i feel like at least there was some like some viking pictures and some whales and some yeah that's true there were at least i could identify
2: what you were supposed to do
0: yeah i mean there was obviously a lot of stuff there just in terms of tiles and stacks of things but like this one i just like Looking at it, I'm like, okay, the the islands is really the only kind of artistic piece, and but otherwise, it's just like stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. Kate, uh,
3: yeah, no, I have nothing really to add. Um, no, I mean, I think there's potential there. Um, like, I would be excited by you know this bonfire and then the and then the map on the side with the islands, but yeah, feel like, like you guys have already said, like even the islands aren't that fun because they have the tokens with confusing symbols on them
0: so like the lore and the story they built i think would have lent to some cool art stuff but they were just seemed like they just needed to cram every every like inch of real estate with some sort of symbol Mm. or or Mm -hmm. thing for gameplay that they kind of just it's overwhelming Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah all right uh mechanics kiwi uh let me ask let me start this section with what was the market Oh yeah.
1: Uh the goblets oh, I think or it's the gnomes. gnomes? Yeah, I think the gnomes were the market. But it's Not just really re- what I, I think of when uh, you say market for a mechanic. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to say about <laughs> like honestly, like usually I have something like, oh, I thought it was interesting that they did this with this mechanic, or mm-hmm. I I like this mechanic. It's just like I wasn't sure there was a whole lot. Like I I I, I don't know. There were a lot of mechanics and there were a, there lot, were of a options, lot of options.
0: This this felt like one where they really could have trimmed some things back and it wouldn't have lost anything, but it would have been and like we even said, like it's not just many like different options, but then there's options within options where it's like, oh, oh but instead of paying this, you could pay this instead of this, and then there's this, and there's wild cards, and there's
1: yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah. I, I guess if I had to pick one thing, like one mechanic with, that I liked was the, the way you got action tokens by playing the fate tiles and trying to match things up to get more. I felt like there was a puzzle there to get additional action tiles. And so I, I did like that because I don't think we've ever played a game where that's how you got your actions. I like that too.
0: That was kind of cool. Um, and I could see how through multiple plays you'd refine that and try to like, oh, I got to optimize I don't know.
1: How yeah. Plus I if, my
0: fate stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus if you
1: knew that you got three points for every action for every fate tile you had remaining Puts you in a place where you want to Mm. try and do it in the fewest fate tiles possible. Mm. So using other methods to get tiles, either the Great Bonfire or other stuff.
0: Mm. Yeah, I also kind of liked, I was thinking like how you kind of boat out and get your your tasks to do. Like I could see that in like a fantasy game. of Like you got to go to go out and get a quest or something. And then, you know, how that would play into the game. So I kind of like that. It wasn't anything like super intriguing, but I that, I think of all the things we did, that was my most enjoyable was moving my boat and like paying resources and getting my task. Then there was just so much other stuff on top of it that it all got bogged down. Because then I didn't even do that for like the second half of the game. I got all my tasks mm-hmm. and then I didn't didn't do that anymore.
3: You made a comment on mechanics. Favorite <laughs> <What did> you- <laughs> I mean, was the market also like getting the tasks? Like, Because you had to...
1: Yeah, so I don't know. Like, Usually like with a market, it's like.
0: A, yeah, it's not what I think of as a market, but maybe that's what they meant was like you. There's a market of tasks out there and you got to go buy them.
2: Yeah. And
0: once you buy it, it's gone. Because that's showing that's
2: your smart. good graces. I don't know. Yeah. Your humility. I don't well,
0: know. I, no, I don't think thematically there's a market. I'm just thinking mechanically, what is a market in this? Mm-hmm. And I guess that would be you're essentially buying something for resources
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that could have been, you know, tools or something.
1: Players may buy from or sell resources to markets where prices and quantities can vary. So I, I think the ta- I think Kate's right. I think it is mm-hmm. the tasks because you buy things for various resources and you can pay various amounts based on how many action tiles you played. So I think it's a combination of the gnomes and the action yeah. tiles and the tasks. It's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I, yep, I agree. It did not
0: feel like a market game. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I don't, again, not too much to add based on what's already said but like that even is one of those examples of where they could have lessened it a bit and it could have been an interesting mechanic but even just going to like you had to travel there you had to have an action token you cared about the color on one side the point value there it was just too much
0: yeah uh bp mechanics too many (laughs) (laughs) all right uh rules um I'm going to start by saying that this was some of the worst iconography I've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't think in any way it helped us. Like, we had to go to the book for every single thing we asked about. Like, at no point, like, even by, I understand that the beginning, it's like new icons and stuff you got to learn. But even by the end of the game, like, I look at it and be like, well, I don't know what this is asking me. Kiwi, what does card number 20 mean? Like, it was rough.
2: Yeah, I don't know how you guys played it without having the rule book because I I ended up just having the rule book up in one window so I could play too without having to to wait for Kiwi to look stuff up cuz yeah.
0: No. Uh well mostly I just stopped looking at the specialists and I only looked at certain tiles that seemed like I would understand them.
1: Yeah. i i did think what was funny is when we tried to go through the specialist at the very beginning of the game and you described what you thought each one was <laughs> uh-huh. i mean we would like continue to use those words like throughout the <laughs> oh yeah that's the path smashing a resource
3: <laughs> it's the baby yoda
1: yeah. yeah baby Yoda and all that kind of stuff so uh yeah the rule book um yeah th- we were able to find things in the rule book at least mm-hmm. a good uh, table
2: of content. And, and the
1: nice part is, is we were going back to those sections so often that yeah. it was very quick to be like, Oh, that's on page 14. That's on page 15. Like mm-hmm. it was very fast to get there, but like, I, I'm glad that you guys noticed that there was a number on the card because <laughs> right. I was trying like, cause there's no name. So I was just trying to match. Yeah. Uh, but the <laughs>
0: problem is they didn't do the numbers on the tokens. So you still had to go look those up based on image. Mm. It's like, they kind of solved it for half the game, but they didn't bother with the other half.
1: And I have a feeling part of that is like, um, like trying to make it lang- language independent, which is why they put all these simple. And I just I hate it. Like I just like I, I know localization. That's what I was saying. So, like, yeah. I know language localization can cost extra money because depending on the language, you might have to change graphic design because, you know, a word in English might be 60 letters longer in German. Uh And so you have to change how you design it. But like, I really dislike when games try to be language independent because you end up with this.
0: And there's some good iconography games out there, but like, and they do take some learning. But like I said, like by the end of the game, people still can't figure out what the icons mean after playing all these things. Maybe do another pass on the
1: icons. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, no, I'm going to have to agree with Eric on this. Like, And also, uh, I mean, after we should add after four hours of play, like it's not like, you know, it was like just 30 minutes. So we didn't quite get it. It was four hours of play. We still didn't understand. You definitely needed to have the book. None of it was intuitive. I I mean, I think there's a a way to make icons intuitive. I just think, again, there's. Too much going on, like too many mechanics to try to make, and too many options. I think Kate had said earlier in right our kind of impressions, like there's just too many options. Like you could swap so many different things out that there's just too much to try to make it clear.
1: And I, and I think some of that length of play was tabletopia, mm-hmm. but I still think it would have taken us a very long time to play this game.
0: Um, play interaction. Uh, one time I stole a thing from Kate, mm-hmm. but it was really just because our plans overlapped. Yeah. And Kiwi stole something from me because I think we were all three on the same plan of getting the guardian people. But
1: If if I stole something from
0: you, I had no idea I did it. You didn't. I, I know you didn't because I had just <laughs> taken hers and then you took the next one I was going for. And I said, see, he stole from me. And you didn't even have any idea. I was looking at that side of the board. So.
1: Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think the only interaction was that I was paying attention to what you guys were doing to try to figure out what the heck. You should to be do. Doing yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I paid attention the first like two or three rounds just to like figure out what all the actions were. And then I didn't, I was, we were on phones and mm-hmm. wandering mm-hmm. off yeah. and things. So mm-hmm.
2: getting my steps in, feeding the animals.
0: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Looking at recipes.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> yep. not a very interactive game and not one that I even like, you know, like we had just cascadia last time where mm. we were like oh we were in totally non-interactive mechanics but we'll it was interactive an socially because so it was fun to look at in things but like uh, no way i'm looking at somebody else's board i can
1: barely comprehend mine
0: yeah all right uh would you play it again kiwi
1: nope uh it was i felt like it was too much at the beginning and it confirmed through the thing and then the fact that it lasted so long uh yeah nope would not play again
0: yeah, I was trying to not be swayed by QE's negativity, but um, <laughs> and at, at first I was like, okay, I think there's some cool mechanics here. I liked, like I said, I like moving a boat and picking up a task. Then the game continued on for another three hours. And, <laughs> um, I was real sick of it all, so no, I I wouldn't play it again. I think if they distilled it down to like like the fate board and then like driving boats to pick up things off islands, might be a game there. But
2: mm-hmm. BP. I want to play the game that we described at the beginning, where we had tasks to pick up sticks and build bonfires.
0: <laughs> and you can't mix your your oak and your maple.
2: Uh-huh. Yes.
0: Yep.
2: Uh, but I would not play this again. I don't. I don't even really want to look at it again. <laughs> as soon as it was over, I shut my window and closed out.
3: <laughs> yep um yeah this first Woo, we I, did it.
2: <laughs> I do not want to play finally did it. wow i was afraid after you saying like well maybe if i played it some more times like yeah. you, you were gonna you were gonna I, try to want to play it again and i just yeah yeah
3: no i would usually give something a try to figure it out or or at least i had a little bit of fun but most of my fun came from Doing stupid things on tabletop and, <laughs> and about it.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> nope. Follow up question: This or pipeline? Uh, I think I, I, I would play this not, over pipeline just because it's not pipeline. Like it's yeah, it's not pipeline, and there's some additional puzzle. Like I liked the fit. I'm not sure there was anything about pipeline that I liked. At least there was an element of this game that I did like, and specifically the the fate area. But yeah, I would choose. I would almost just be like, I don't need to play a game right now. Like if those were my two choices, (laughs) I would probably just. I would would just just sit sit in a chair and stare at the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
3: So how does this differ for something like, um, was it Merchants of the Dark Road at Gen Con? Was that just because that had a little bit less going on? A little
0: bit less. Like it was a lot easier to follow.
3: Or one thing about that is
0: there were some extra things I think you could add in, but if you ignored them for like your first play, it didn't really impact your game. And you still felt like you were accomplishing stuff. Like you could still like, oh, we're going to go out to market. And I had Mm -hmm. at least a little interaction with the driving onto the dark road or whatever. Yeah, joining Um, them. I don't know. Yeah.
1: And in that one, you really did have to kind of pay attention to what other people Mm -hmm. were doing because you could anticipate what city they were going to and maybe collect your own stuff to be able to follow them and go with them. Mm -hmm. So it added a little bit more interaction, I think.
0: Kind of like the boat. I said I like to move the boat and do an action. Mm -hmm. Like that was – the that had a rondelle where you moved your cart around and did an action. Mm -hmm. But that was – the core of the game so you kept doing that the whole game so like even late in the game it's like at least to get to move my card around right. and, and fix yep. it up so yeah mm-hmm. I think that's the thing is like the fun little things like that you gotta like keep going in the game
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, plus that one was pretty yeah, yeah. and artistically better. yeah so okay. I think there are like heavier games like that I think you just sort of have to like put in all the stuff that you think makes it complex and then start taking things out that you just like did this really add anything mm-hmm. and I think like you know the portals and the processions and like all that kind of stuff like did it really add that much right. like I, I didn't think so but it wasn't like fun to do a portal no so. anyway that was bonfire Should be. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> so if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on just send them our way we can be reached at first turn tabletop at gmail or twitter and instagram we are at first turn cast And the podcasting camel as he's strolling. I mean, at this point, out into, uh, right, coming out of the desert onto the beach. And uh, his friends all have a big bonfire going. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe (laughs) on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games.
0: This one, a guardian throws flowers on a path.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this one, somebody's head rotates like an owl. Mm. Uh, this one, a guardian throws flies balls into balls a path, path and throws a gem at it. This one, oh, that's somebody standing on an altar. That's not good, but mm. you get a plus <laughs> question mark. So, you know, it might be worth sacrificing them. And, oh God, this one, somebody gets crushed by a path.
1: Or Baby Yodas. So when Baby Yoda goes to the Jedi Council, you get bonuses.
3: I, I was thinking about getting another specialist, but I don't think I understand the specialists enough, so I think I might just go to the same one.
1: Uh, so it's the island and then... One of the piles, uh, so see. (sighs)